This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. From the local lanes to the PBA Tour, bowling fans, welcome to the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show, presented by the Milwaukee area Napa Auto Care Associates. Now, here's your host, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Lane, spare time bowling show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with Phil Brylo from Extra Frame. They had a huge announcement this week. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later in the show. Huge announcement uh, earlier this week. If you have not missed it, uh, I'm telling you, good for you, Storm Bowling. About time. About time somebody did something. Uh, so we'll get to that uh, coming up. Uh, Dwight Albright uh, is here as well, and of course he runs the Spare Time Pro Shop uh, in New Berlin. Dwight, how you doing, buddy? Good morning. Good. I'm doing good. And most importantly, on today's show, we have (laughs) the owner of Bowling (laughs) Heaven is on the show today. Huh? Look, you're wearing your bowling habit shirt. I I should have worn mine too. I totally forgot about it. I totally, totally. I just felt it was just at a UFC fight. (laughs) <laughs> Woo! Bowling heaven. The owner, Charlie Mitchell, going to be in the house. How's that feel, Phil Brylow? Good job hooking that up. Looking forward to it. Always good uh, <laughs> talking to Charlie. I had a chance to talk to him in Vegas at the PBA Fall Classic, and he was just pumped for everything that's going on with Bayside Bowl. Saw a picture yesterday one of his customers took of the outside from an office building in Portland. It looks sharp. I bet. That outside looks sharp. I can't wait to see what the inside looks like. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this whole thing plays out. So he's coming up uh, in the second segment of the show, uh, Charlie Mitchell. Looking forward to hearing from him. Uh, okay, but first, we're going to start off with the live event that was, uh, you know, the Terrell Owens Celebrity mm-hmm. Clash or whatever it was called. Super right. Clash, that's what it was called. Um, yes. Thoughts, Dwight? I, I was very entertained. Um, I like the different formats that they tried on a lot of stuff. That football format that Phil was talking about I, last I week. I like that. I like the whole, yeah, the speed thing to determine how many strikes you get in like a minute. And, right. So yeah. I like that. Um I thought I was very entertained. Uh, it looked like a lot of people had a lot of fun there. Uh, I, I like the little cameo that they showed of Pete McCormick and 
Well, Jack Ben, Jack the ben little, little. It's the 50th anniversary of the first 300 game on TV this week, with, and it, perfect with the tournament of champions once right. again. Giving some, you know, kudos back to the roots of bowling and PBA on TV. First ever to shoot 300 on TV. I mean, that was kind of cool. I oh. got I got chills watching that because that's what my era was, you know. Oh, absolutely, and you would have loved this week on Extra Frame, too, because we had Marshall Holman on all week long. He's going to be on the next two weeks. So if you haven't subscribed to Extra Frame yet and want to get Hall of Fame perspective, I'll tell you what, it is fun working with Marshall. And he's he's so current on today's game, and he's so fluid with comparing the game of the 70s and 80s to what these guys are doing today. It's so much fun to be working with Marshall. And we had Randy Pierce in the booth with Marshall on Friday night. And uh, other than trying to get Randy back on track off all the Hall of Fame stories, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's good. Randy, you know, Randy's a, a fountain of knowledge as well. Another couple of great one-liners from Randy on that show was he was cooler than a po- bottom of polar bear's feet. <laughs> you know something? When you, Where does he come up with that? Well, who knows? I mean, but that's what makes everybody great at what they do as far as TV. I mean, Randy Peterson's humor you enjoy. I do. Uh, I don't. Whatever. <laughs> um I mean, it's not, I mean, everybody's different, right? Everybody's right. sense of humor is different. Right. Right? I mean, my girl Kay at home. I'll watch something, she won't laugh. I'll laugh hysterically. Right. And so I mean, everybody yeah, is same different. with Betty. Right. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sense of humor is different. Obviously, yeah. Randy Peterson uh, relates to a lot of people that watch uh, the PBA tour. Okay. So before it was the Chris Paul tournament on Super Bowl Sunday. Remember? Yes. Um, and that was taped. That wasn't live. Uh, and then they would show that, and it's done really well on Super Bowl Sunday. And that's still coming up this Friday right. night. That's so still don't coming. Forget people. Right, yeah. but all I'm saying is that was a big number. Now I don't know what the ratings are or were uh, for that ESPN telecast. I've not Super seen flash. what it was uh, against it. But I'll tell you what I did like. I liked having the team masters there. Obviously, yes. Boy, is that girl good. I like that they made the decision on the fly, and I'm assuming right this actually happened. Chad Johnson was late. Late, right. Traffic. Surprise. Uh, so he was <laughs> late, uh, and then they let the girl from the Teen Masters bowl. Man, there's good. no way they're the one seed without her. There's well, no, no way. There's no way. If Chad Johnson's bowling, there's yeah. no way they're the one seed. I'd be thinking, if I was Chad Johnson, I'd be thanking her a lot. And I'll tell you what, uh, watching Mabel Cummings bowl last Mabel, year yes. in, in Florida at the Teen Masters, I believe mm-hmm. she was fourth overall out of all the high school players, and she was in eighth grade at the time. Really? That's God, phenomenal. She's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is, and she does a lot of community service projects, too, as well. When we had Sean Rash's Extra Frame event in Aurora, uh, she was doing a project to help veterans out in they uh, she had some uh, stuff in the pack where the bowlers could help mm-hmm. out. It was it was really neat to see. So, you know, she's she's a quality human being as well as being a really good bowler. So that was mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. As a coach, you know, I'm a certified coach, and you know, I'm looking at the physical game. And the young man was also very good too. Um, what was his name? I got Matt. his name here. I just got to scroll blanking down out. to get it. Mauer. Mauer. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking but, out on him. But yeah, but Mabel. Oh my goodness. I mean, she and they did announce on the show that she was being coached by Dell. Yeah, it's Kirk Mowell of Ormond Ma- Beach, Kirk Florida, Mowell. and Mabel right. Cummins of right. Elburn, Illinois. But as a as a coach, she was just phenomenal. But I I know that Dell does wonderful things down at Kegel in Florida. Okay, so that was cool. I I enjoyed that aspect of mm-hmm. it. Um, I gotta admit, the blindside guy. I didn't see him being as good as he was. Yeah. Clinton but you Aaron. could tell early this was over. I mean, you could just could. I mean, it, unless it was just luck early. They shot like 240-something right off the bat. Yeah. Three years ago at the Chris Paul, Quentin Aaron was part of the celebrity shootout with the one-ball shootout, and Quentin Aaron won that shootout. Yes, he did. 
So yeah, uh, yeah. so remembering that, it's like, yeah, as soon as Quentin and Parker get prepared <clears throat> up, it's like, ooh, yeah. ooh. That is one go. big man. Yeah, it's yeah. all done. I yeah. mean, and you know what else I loved about him? He was so fan interactive. Yes. I mean, that dude was all about the fans, high-fiving people, whatever. Tell them to cheer while yes. he's throwing the shot. Hey, it's too quiet. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that stuff, man, that's what you want. The funniest part of that show, though, is he leaves a 5-6 split, mm-hmm. and he starts singing before yes. he throws the shot. And yep. Randy Peterson goes, was he singing? Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that And makes it perfectly. Right. But, I mean, that to me... Um, that really made that show, man. I mean, mm-hmm. his charisma and everything else, uh, just what he yeah, brought to it. Much funny was him. You know, Devin Hester. Yeah. Serious he man. There, he was there for his name, um, and that's fine. But from an entertainment perspective, I don't know if he really added anything from an entertainment perspective. But again, you just want names, right? Yes. So people that are Devin Hester fans are going to tune in to see their guy, Devin Hester. And trust me, there's a bunch of them in Chicago at what what he did with the Bears. I mean, he's one of the greatest punt returners of all time. Yeah. So fr- from that perspective... That's what you want there. From the entertaining perspective, that's why you wanted Chad Johnson. That's why you wanted T.O. I don't know if they saw this guy coming out of nowhere and doing what he did, but that dude was the show, in my opinion, Phil. Yeah, I think Quentin Aaron just left that, like I said, from the Chris Paul a couple years back, three years back. I think that really left the impression uh, with the PBA, and when they got a chance to bring him back, hey, let's, let's get him in here. That ball looked like a grapefruit in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Six-inch span. Yep. No question. Oh, my God. I've yeah. only fitted 33 years of drilling. I've only fitted one gentleman with a six-inch span in 33 years of drilling. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what about the trick shots? Did you enjoy the trick shots part of it? I, I do. I'm happy that they didn't spend too much time on it because it's no, they kind of just the same... spiked it in. It wasn't right. like a whole full segment necessarily. Uh, yeah, and I, I like that because it's a lot of the same stuff that they do every time they do get on. But... But see, you're looking at it from years past. No, well, and Bowling Dork guy, right? Mm-hmm. You're the guy that watches every PBA Tour event. You're the guy that right. watches all these events. What they're doing on Super Bowl Sunday is saying, look, I got Mommy and Little Johnny who never watch bowling, who are sick of watching all this football crap. They, they're looking for something to watch. Oh, look at this. This looks like mm-hmm. fun. Let's see what this is. And they get to see it. And Little Johnny's going crazy in the bedroom. Oh, my God, did you see what he did? And I was like, oh, man, that was pretty cool. Those people aren't watching every week, but those people are watching then. And that's who you hope little Johnny goes, man, I want to see how see what else that guy can do. That's what you're hoping to get out of that. That The trick shot stuff isn't for Dwight, isn't for Phil, isn't well, for me. It's yeah. for casual fan that doesn't watch a lot of bowling. They want to put them in awe and maybe get them to come back. Just got some information from Mark London from the Bowling News in Houston. Uh, Nielsen rating 712,000. For the Super Clash, so that's a pretty solid show. Chris Paul won million last year. I believe it was. I believe it was one million. So, I think. I'm pretty a, sure it was. I mean, if he's listening in Houston, thanks so much for checking us out. Yeah. Uh, Seven hundred thousand. That's that's a good show. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not that's not bad. Solid, right. That's solid. not bad at all. Mm-hmm. But but again, now you got the Chris Paul thing coming up. Now I want to see how Chris Paul does minus a Super Bowl lead-in because that's a huge difference here. Yeah. Super Bowl lead in all those people watching pregame. That's not like the actual Super Bowl game itself, but Super Bowl pregame on ESPN is still pretty big. People get up, boom, turn it on. Yeah. It's an all-day event, Super Bowl pregame coverage. So you get those people. How will Chris Paul's tournament do without that lead in? Will he be able to draw 700,000? I don't see it. I don't see Especially it. Especially Friday night primetime because right, it's right. probably a college right. basketball game that's gonna, or a sports center that's going to lead into it, one of the two. Right. It might help a little bit with the numbers. What you need is, I'll just be honest with you, 
that thing's on ESPN, right? Yeah. Okay. What you need is you need Chris Paul doing interviews on ESPN all day promoting it. That's what you need. They call it, I don't know if you've ever heard this term, they call it the car wash at ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the car wash at ESPN means you're on like every show they have. TV, radio, everything, and you're there all day. And it's just one show after another, after another, after another. Um, and you're kind of going wash. through the whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know if you can do the car wash because he's got to be at his event. But they've got to figure out a way through via satellite or whatever, yeah. get him on the morning sports center, get him on a couple of the radio shows, and promote this thing leading up to that night's event or any of the other celebrities. That'd have to be Chris Paul. Is Kevin Hart officially in this thing? I don't believe so. Ay, ay, ay. There goes um, the ratings. Uh, <laughs> my head. Well, that would have been nice. Um, but either way, w- yeah. w- what you need is Kevin him funny. out there promoting this all day kind sure. of on ESPN, getting everybody, everybody's top of their head. Oh, man, I love Chris Paul. I'm going to go check it mm-hmm. out. He's hurt, too. So, I mean, get him out there and, and let him promote the heck out of this thing. Yeah. I think that's big. You could also see that the pros really had a lot of fun yes. with that format. And, how, you know, you could see Parker just cracking up laughing, giving – Quentin, the, the the strike sign, you know, like what they do in the crowd, um, the pitch man for the PBA. Right. You know, so you could, and then Parker, I think, went 15 out of 17 for strikes. So, I mean, you want to talk about being in the bone zone. Parker, we needed to borrow that for Columbus this week, but that's just. <laughs> we'll get to that coming up. Right. Uh, Great as show, well. though. Great show. Uh, well, we'll get to that coming up for sure. Yeah. Um, and how Pete Weber was for, oh so close. For a lawn show. It was a lawn show. I was very entertained every minute. Right. And that's what you wanted. You wanted to be entertained so people didn't go away. And the numbers proved that they got those people that they wanted. Now, how does that transition going forward? I don't know. But either way, it's a good look for ESPN, right? It, I, I it's a good so. look for ESPN. They're not going to kick you off Super Bowl Sunday coverage with 700,000 people watching you versus whatever the numbers are for the other Super Bowl pregames going against the PBA Tour. It also shows that the, just the general viewer how tough bowling is if a Chad Johnson has to use a 10-pound ball with only his middle finger in the ball or his thumb and middle finger in the ball, and they're giving him crap the whole game while he's only throwing a 10-pound ball. <laughs> you know, it just shows you how tough our sport really is, that that a football player can't do it right to their level. Yep, totally agree with you. Uh, okay, so coming up uh, later today uh, is the PBA Players Championship, Barbasol PBA Players Championship. Want to get the sponsor in there. Uh, and that comes up later this afternoon, actually at noon, on ESPN. You're going to want to check that out. We'll preview that matchup uh, before we get out of here uh, at 10 o'clock. And then at 10 o'clock, obviously, Hot Stove Weekly with Tim Allen and myself. Adam McKelvey will join us to look ahead to uh, the Brewers' uh, spring training, which is about to begin uh, this week. Can we believe it's going to begin this week? <laughs> it's going to begin this week. Uh, so we will uh, preview the Brewers' season with Adam McKelvey, and uh, he's got a great article up uh, of his own uh, at the Brewers' website, uh, kind of projecting his 25-man roster uh, today, if you want to get to that. Uh, coming up, we will talk to Charlie Mitchell uh, of Bowling Heaven. Uh, Bayside Bowl is the actual name of the bowling alley. I call it Bowling Heaven. Wouldn't because... it be a great name for a bowling alley? Yes, Bowling, bowling heaven. heaven. No question. But you have to live up to the name. I mean, you can't call it Bowling Heaven right, and, and have then, right. right and have just a complete right you know craptastic place. You can't have that. <laughs> Good you, choice of words. You have to be able to come uh, come through with that. Well, okay. he does do it. Yes, he does. Uh, and that's right. And we've had him on before, yep. and we're going to talk to him again because they're adding a second level. On to Bayside Bowl, Phil? Eight lanes to the uh, to the left side of what they had existing, and it's a multiple-story uh, level where they have uh, mezzanine seating to watch the bowling going on Wow, downstairs. There are people listening right now that don't bowl, really, or whatever. Can you imagine going to a bowling center where there is seating on a second level to look down at you mm-hmm. bowling because it's so popular? Yeah. That is crazy. The National Bowling Stadium is the only thing that comes to my mind. 
Right. And this is on a local level. Right. And because the PBA has locked hands with him, he said, all right, thanks for all the pub. Right. Thanks for all the love. I'll I'll, I'll pay you back. Year. I'll pay you back. Here right. we go. I'll make sure you don't leave us. And right. he's building this thing. I can't wait to talk to him. That's coming up next here on The Fan. Gasoline Spare Time Bowling Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association and Dwight Albrecht. Fans have a chance to win a brand new bowling ball that you'll drill for them over at the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Tell them about this bowling ball they can win. Track Mako, brand new release ball. And, you know, my motto is buy the Mako and make the 10 pin go away. <laughs> oh, good Lord. That's I horrible. Know. Don't Bad say for that Sunday again. morning. Don't say that again. No. <laughs> uh, all you have to do to win that Track Mako bowling ball without the jokes is M I L W C A R.com. M I L W C A R.com. Uh, and have a chance uh, to win that bowling ball. And like I said before, if you're a bowling fan but nobody else is that you know, just have them go do it anyhow for you, and they can just give you the bowling ball, right? Your friends, right. your family members, just have them go fill it out and give you a chance, uh, a better chance, uh, and winning the bowling ball. M-I-L-W-C-A-R.com, the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Joining us now, the owner of Bowling Heaven. Uh, they go by Bayside Bowl, but they really should change it to Bowling Heaven. Uh, he is Charlie Mitchell joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Charlie, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, I'll make sure to send you guys a shirt after uh, you dubbed us Bowling Heaven last time. We made some shirts. Oh, I got one. Bowl, bowling Heaven. Okay, oh, great. I, Phil's got one. I've got one. Yeah, we're we're perfect, all set. Perfect. We, I, oh yeah, we we Phil's wearing his right now. Actually, um, <laughs> this this is this is my thing about this. Um, you know, you're you're saying it's East Side Bowl, which is the 12 lanes that you had, and now you're making this huge addition, which is West Bayside Bowl. Um, talk about why you're doing the addition, the thought process behind it, uh, and how it all came about. Well, uh, so when I actually first came up with the business model for Bayside Bowl, uh, it was supposed to be a 16 million center with a mezzanine. Those are the two things I wanted. And uh, the only perfect warehouse we found to renovate was only big enough for these 12 lanes. So I've always wanted uh, more lanes. And what's happened at Bayside is as our leagues have expanded so much, I mean, we don't, we don't have a lot of room for walk-in. So, you know, if you're trying to come down here and just get a lane, a lot of times you're waiting an hour and a half, two hours. and That starts to get a little old for people, particularly if they're bringing kids or anything. Hey, so it's bowling heaven. You tell them it's worth it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, you know, we've, we've always wanted to uh, to open up more lanes so we could, you know, the leagues are, are growing and then we have walk-in. But also, I mean, obviously hosting the PBA has sort of opened our eyes to, to, you know, what more we could do. And I wanted to create sort of not modestly the – world's best bowling tournament venue and uh, i think when people see this new space they're going to re- I, I think we've done it <laughs> you know we, we're creating you know th- when we've hosted this in the past you know we're sold out by october november and you know so a lot of people would love to get in and now this year we should be able to double a little bit more than double the the people in there and we've got all these new viewing areas of course the what people are going to be most taken by is the mezzanine space we'll have 100 150 people up in the VIP mezzanine looking down onto the lanes. It's just this beautiful space. I mean, we've got 28-foot ceilings over the lanes, so it's just got this huge uh, stadium feel. And it's just it's going to be it's going to look beautiful on TV, and it's going to be a great experience for the fans and the I, players. I wish you were in the studio to see all of us shaking our heads in disbelief as you were talking. <laughs> um, so I, I I mean for for us at least I think I, I think I could speak for all three of us. 
I mean, it's just unbelievable to us because you hear of all these bowling alleys, oh, they're struggling, they're closing down. We've had a bunch of them closed down in the area here. Uh, and then you listen to you, and not only are you doing well, but you're expanding and doing this monster edition that's just out of this world. Charlie, that's why I call you Bowling Heaven, buddy. How are you doing this? <laughs> you know, I, I, it's just, we, it started with a league, and I think it's just this, that league, the Bowl Portland League, which started at another house, creates such a nice environment here, and it really built the culture that other people wanted to become a part of. I mean, you do see, I mean, I know a lot of bowling alleys are closing, but you also see a lot of these sort of boutique chains where bowling is kind of a gimmick or are expanding. And, and we have what they have in terms of the high-end food and an amazing concert venue and great cocktails. But we're doing that with leagues, which I do think is, is unique. And, you know, people come in here and they're here maybe just to bowl and to check out the place and have some food. And they see a bunch of people just having a ton of fun bowling. And they, we have leagues to get them in and they, they become regulars. I mean, so many of our people are here five, six days a week. And this, is, this is their cheers. This is where they hang out. It's 20 after 10 in Portland right now. And you can hear all the bowling going on behind Charlie. You can hear he's there right now. You can hear 20 after we 10 in the morning. A, uh, we it's have insane. all the lanes full all day. We have a, the main Invitational Scratch tournament going on right now and uh, trying to get it in before we have about a two-foot blizzard <laughs> on its way that should be here this <laughs> afternoon. So trying to get this tournament all wrapped up. I'm going to bowl myself in about an hour. That is just crazy. Here's Charlie uh, Mitchell again, owner of uh, Bayside Bowl. They're having a huge audition. You saw it on the PBA.com website as well. It's all over all the different bowling uh, publications, and that's why we wanted to get Charlie on to talk about it. So from this perspective, uh, where is the, where is your deal with the PBA? Because building this huge addition, I've got to assume that there is some type of long-term agreement between you and the PBA for you to do this. Well, the, the addition is not dependent on the PBA. Our business model is not dependent on the PBA coming back. I mean, we can sustain with eight more lanes and these spaces with just what we have locally. Obviously, we prefer to keep the PBA here as long as possible. We have a two-year official contract so they'll be here this year and then we're after um but from both sides perspectives i mean it's something we'd love to continue uh, we just you know that the contracts are just shorter term but i mean we, we're certainly thinking this will be the permanent home of the elias cup we're building a beautiful backlit trophy case right as you walk in which will feature the bull portland trophy and the elias cup and we just think sort of think of it as part of the place i'm also hopefully you know trying to recruit other tournaments i've been talking to Tim Mack, because I'd really like us to occasionally host the Weber Cup. I mean, we're, we'd love to get the PWBA in here too. I mean, we're we're looking to expand sort of our presence in hosting tournaments because, as I said, once people see this venue, I think they're going to want to have more events here. Well, what about from the perspective of youth bowling out by you and, and how that works? Phil does a great job here running a different youth uh, bowling tournaments here, uh, and we have them on uh, the cable uh, TV here, Spectrum uh, Sports, which was Time Warner. They just bought Time Warner. Uh, Spectrum Sports Channel here. Uh, how are the, the youth uh, bowling events out there for you? We have never hosted one. We're about to host our first uh, the Teen Masters in the beginning of April. Sure. Um, that's, a, that's a new market for us, I suppose. I um, you know, sort of rely on some other folks around here who do the – to coordinate some of the youth bowling. I mean, high school bowling in Maine is still somewhat sporadic. There's a handful of teams, and but you know, certainly as youth bowling grows, we're here in Maine. We're we're happy to start hosting tournaments, and having this new space allows us to do things like that. Typically, it's hard, you know, for any center to give up, 
you know, their limited number of lanes that they have uh, in the winter for tournaments. But now with 20, we have some capacity and we can host more events like that. Well, if high school bowling in Maine is anything like high school bowling here is, Phil, tell them how packed it gets for high school bowling. I, I won't even go in the door because I can't fit. You get a shoehorn yourself <laughs> in between great. all the parents and fans. And, yeah, we've got our high school state finals coming up, and it's at a 72-lane bowling center, and it's just going to be – it's going to be fire code. I mean, yes, it's going to be just up to uh, up the, the concourse will be full. You got to wind your way through, and uh, it's going to be yeah, it, it's a it's a heck of a good time. But bring your earplugs and bring a ladder so you can watch. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, it gets pretty intense. Parents and grandparents, everybody else yelling and cheering and screaming and whatever else. And with that mezzanine area that you have, I would have to imagine. Uh, and I don't know how big the state tournament is uh, where you are as far as bowling teams and how many lanes you'd have to have to host it, but you'd have to imagine that mezzanine area that you're building would be absolutely overflowing with people and be able to take advantage of it uh, with that too. So once this thing gets done here, this west, uh, the west part of Bayside Bowl, are you done or do you have more grand visions five years from now that you want to do? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the whole city block. So you own the whole block now. Oh, my expand. God. I mean, they, we do have, I mean, some, some sort of non-bowling aspects to the expansion. I mean, the biggest piece for us is that we're now at the third-story sunset roof bar. <laughs> and, you know, like, it, like most bowling alleys, the summers are a little slow. And now that, uh, that's going to sort of carry us through the summers. We also have a 1968 Airstream on the roof that we've renovated and turned into a taco truck. So... It'll be a nice extra location, but in terms of uh, expanding, I think I think we're done for a while. That's just I'm coming out there. I don't know how but I'm coming out there. That, we that have is to do just, our show live from there. That is just an amazing Absolutely. deal. Just an amazing deal that you got going on, man. Congratulations with all your success, and I know you got a lot more coming your way. And uh, we'll have to get you, we'll have to get you on again once we see what this thing looks like on TV. Oh, I'm in. Sounds, sounds good, great. man. Take care, Charlie. Thanks a lot. You betcha. Bye. There he is, Charlie Mitchell, Bowling Heaven, a.k.a. Bayside Bowl uh, in Portland, Maine. It's going to be a good time for the Roth Holman Doubles and the PBA League qualifier before they go to the live TV shows. Just crazy. He it's going to be it's going to be packed during the day. There's people that take vacation time to come out and watch. I, well, based on what he's telling me, I don't blame him. Charlie Mitchell joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. After 80 years of helping Wisconsin homeowners, Great Midwest Bank knows a thing or two about helping you buy, build, refinance, or renovate. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com. They're ready when you are. Thoughts, Dwight? You just shook your head the whole time. Well, it just reminds me, listening to him, and, and you know what makes that tournament so special is the fans, um, at least on TV. But yes. it, it reminds me of like the stadium seat at um, stadium arena at uh, Arizona for the uh, TPC of uh, mm-hmm. Scottsdale. You know where Park, um, where uh, Tiger had his famous hole in one, and they started throwing water bottles at him on the on the course while he's walking up to the green, and, and that. That type of atmosphere, but in bowling and, 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 and how close they are to the to the pros. And that's why I think the pros get so fired up when they're on the show. Oh, and it's not just that. When when the fans come in in the Bayside Bowl, when the pros are done with their squad, they're asking the pros questions about how, what they can do to get better in that case. Right. It's a really different interactive atmosphere with the fans there because these people are involved in the Bowl Portland community. They're working to get better. I mean, Charlie gets these guys to come in and practice. How many How many of your pro shop right. people do you see coming in New Berlin Bowl and practice with that new ball they got, other than maybe the first two games? That type of thing. It's an entirely different culture there with that league and practicing and getting better. There's no handicap in that league, mm-hmm. so people want to get better. 
It's 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 an amazing. Are they culture just they hungry for it out there, Phil? Yeah, they've just made an amazing bowling culture out there. See again, but the key in what Charlie Mitchell said there, if anybody missed it, our people come here five six days a week. Were their cheers? Mm-hmm. Yes. Quick, raise your hand if you're a bowling center owner and you're somebody's cheers. Yes. And how right. many of those people are you their cheers? Where you yeah. see them at your bar maybe in your bowling Phil, alley? Five, Phil Uncle, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe. But, but, but again, I, I just don't think there's that many people. Most people aren't going to a bowling alley five, six days a week, whether regardless no. if they're bowling or not. And this dude here, he's got that going, and he wants to build the summer up. So he's got a rooftop bar he's building on top of this expansion that he's yeah. doing to keep it going. So this year— Fresh ideas. This is—he's made this, like, the hot spot to go in Portland, Maine. Now, I've never been to Portland, Maine. I don't yeah. know what there is to do in Portland, Maine, but this dude's figured out how to become that hot spot and keep them. And that's amazing to me. To take a bowling alley and make it the hot spot of a city where everybody wants to go, that I, that's that's pretty yes. good to me. Now, the only thing I can compare it to is the bowling alley that was in Elkhorn. Um, Two seasons. Right. Now, that bowling alley, people in that community went there to drink quite a mm-hmm. bit. My brother would go up there. My yep. brother bartended there. So that got to be a happening yes. bar area. They had volleyball courts yep. out back, and then eventually... He got rid of it, demolished, and right. it's no longer. But that, I guess, is somewhat comparable to that. But bowling alleys no where I've lived, I've never, never heard of people going to a bowling alley just to drink five, six nights a week or go to party or whatever. The thing I, I think of when I hear Charlie is, is the incredible different ideas that he has. Phil, has he ever sat and talked with Tom Clark on his thoughts uh, trying to make – Different ideas for the PBA? No idea, but I know that uh, it's a collaboration what goes on out there. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like Charlie said, they have a contract through 2018. And I'm sure if you ask Tom Clark, I'm sure you go, hey, if we can make it for longer, we'll make it for longer. I'm sure Charlie's going to have first shot at every time for Okay, so tell me this. Bowling proprietors, right? Mm -hmm. Is there a bowling proprietors like convention once a year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Charlie was actually named uh, by the Bowling Proprietors oh, Association right. Proprietor of the Year in 2015. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I know there was name... a meeting. Yeah, it's called Bowl Expo. Bowl do... Expo, it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Every when June, is it? Ju- June, July. June or July, it is. Yeah, depending. And usually on the in Vegas, Vegas, yeah, Reno, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. They out west. Up. Right, and then there's like there's speakers and everything else. Absolutely. See, I I, I would love to get on somebody that's close to what he's doing in a different town to find right. out. Because, I mean, that's what you Model want to know. It for another city. Well, I would just like to, for me personally, like, take Phil Anko and give him, have him give his talk or whatever, right? And then see how that compares to a Charlie Mitchell and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And then take another successful bowling alley somewhere else and see how they're doing it their way. And kind of just get the views of everybody around the country and try and figure out how to... I don't know if there's one necessary model that everybody has to use in order for it to work in their city, but there's got to be constants in these successful bowling centers that they're doing that some of these other ones aren't doing. I mean, the first constant is they're upgrading, they're not sitting on their hands as a bowling center, not making any additions or renovations inside the bowling center. It looks the same way it does now as it did in 1990 or 1985. I mean, those of you that are doing that, you're screwing yourself. Right. You just are. It's going to be the end of you because you can't you can't compete when some of these other ones come in and do this. Now, there hasn't been a new one around here in a while. I mean, JB's went and redid theirs on South 27th through JB's on 41. But he said he bought a warehouse and made it into a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. 
Raise your hand if you know somebody around here that's that's decided I'm going to open a bowling alley and modernize it and do it my way. That doesn't happen around here. Business Journal, Business Times, read whatever you want. You don't ever read about that in either one of those publications. Well, and now one of the most recent places that opened was IPIC at Bayshore, and they want to get rid of the lanes that are there. Right. And mm-hmm. make more theater space. So I, and that was the most recent one. That means nobody's up. bowling there. That's why you'd want to get rid of it. All right, take a quick time. I'll come back and talk about the huge announcement by Extra Frame. We'll do that coming up next. Castle Lane Spare Time Bullet Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association, where you can win yourself a Mac Mako track bowling track Mako bowling ball. I can say it uh, at milwcar.com. Tell your friends, tell your family members to go sign up too. So if they win it, they can just give it to you. Milwcar.com for a track Mako bowling ball, and you'll get free drilling and fitting done by Dwight Albrecht over at the Spare Time Pro Shop uh, in New Berlin, over at New Berlin Bolt. Okay. The big announcement I was telling you about uh, from Extra Frame, uh, they uh, are going into their third full season of the Extra Frame PBA uh, Tour, uh, which is great, right? Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Well, now uh, they've announced that it will include enhanced cash incentives, including a season-long $50,000 Extra Frame PBA Tour Storm Cup competition bonus program, points program. The eight tournament series, which will include stops in Florida, North Carolina, Arkansas, Texas, Tennessee, Virginia, Delaware, and Ohio, which means Phil's wife will never see Phil, <laughs> uh, will offer PBA tour titles and enhanced prize funds. It gets underway March 17th to the 19th uh, at the Sawgrass Lanes in Tamarack, Florida. Okay, now, this is where things uh, get interesting here. Uh, this is Tom Clark, the commissioner of the PBA. The Extra Frame was created for the PBA fans. The Extra Frame Tour gets the PBA into more markets all around the country, offering more fans a chance to watch PBA in person and bowl in pro-ams. The Extra Frame Tour also means more live coverage, start to finish, including step ladder finals. Thank God for that, because all the old guys would not be mad would be mad if they weren't step ladder finals. Uh, of all the events on Extra Fame uh, TV for all our subscribers. Also, the Extra Frame Tour is for the best players in the PBA and for regional players to test themselves against the best of PBA national titles on the line. More great bowling centers and hosts, uh, different uh, conditions. We thank Storm for recognizing the value of the Extra Frame Tour and for initiating and funding the Storm Cup, which will make for an exciting points race throughout the season. It will mean a competition within a competition throughout the series and ensure the best possible fields as top players chase for the rewards of the Cup. The new Extra Frame PBA Tour Storm Cup Series will offer a $20,000 first prize to the competition points leader for the 2017 Tournament Series, plus cash prizes of $10,000 for second place, $8,000 for third, $7,000 for fourth, $5,000 for fifth. Now that's at the end of the tour itself. Points will be awarded to the top 20 players in each extra frame event, with the winner earning 25 points, second place 19, third place 18, etc., with points declining by 1 through 20th place. The point system will ensure intense competition throughout the season. In uh, 2016, the points race wasn't decided until the final event when Tommy Jones won by 5 points over EJ Tackett and 6 points over over Ryan Simonelli. And he shot 837 his last three games to get those past those guys and get those points. That's just that crazy. was phenomenal. Yep. In addition to the new Storm Cup, Storm's support will enhance the prize funds of every Extra Frame Tour event and the live coverage quality on Extra Frame. Does that mean you're getting new equipment? I don't know yet. I haven't heard. I'm, well, that's I'm, good if you are. I'm hoping. Uh, we, we always hope. Yeah, that's that's always good. Uh, your thoughts, Dwight? 
I think it's great, and it gives incentive to the obviously the bowlers and the fans for everything. But my only thought is, kudos to Storm for doing it. Yes, but my big thing is why can we get why can we not get a non bowling sponsor? Well, I, I do don't it? that I don't know. Um, but in, in this deal here, um. This is huge, I think, for the bowlers. I think it's huge for the PBA. Yeah. And the reason it's huge for the PBA, as Tom Clark said, you're getting into communities you haven't been able to get into. Agreed. So now you're bringing the tour in. You're going to get, well, I, I'm not going to say this for certain, but I would assume you're going to get local TV coverage, local newspaper coverage. Maybe you can get a radio hit on some sports talk show somewhere in some of these cities with get one of your top bowlers on. I mean, you, you should be able to bring some added stuff in. Now, If once you get in, maybe that helps your TV ratings now when you get back on CBS Sports or ESPN right. or wherever you end up bowling. Someone recognizes I just don't, I don't think there's a negative in this. I just think um, it is really a great idea. Uh, and yeah. in order to guarantee that you have some of the top bowlers, you throw out more money at this thing oh, to guarantee oh, that some no of doubt. the better bowlers are willing to travel and do this. Yeah. Last year, Phil... Did all the top bowlers do this, or were some going, nah, I'm just going to work at my pro shop. I'm not traveling all over the country in the summertime. Yeah, there were some guys that missed some stops. There were very few guys that made every single stop in the extra frame tour. Tommy was one of them. EJ EJ missed one stop, I think. He had a previous commitment. Ryan Simonelli missed a couple stops. So there were guys out there that didn't make every stop, but I think this year uh, most guys will get to all the stops. It's It's a shorter format. It's a weekend. It's qual- eight games of qualifying Saturday, eight games of whatever they do Sunday, and then next thing you know, and then, and then you got the stepladder final. So and these guys are gonna have to be at the top of their game because it's not gonna be a long format tournament. Right. The other thing about this is if you look at the dates, uh, the first yeah. one's March seventeenth to right. the nineteenth in Florida. Then the next one isn't until Memorial Day weekend. Wow. Uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Then June second to June fourth uh, in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Then the next weekend uh, they're in Lubbock, Summer Texas. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, then they have a week off. Then they come back, uh, and they're at the Billy Hardwick Memorial Open uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Then they don't bowl again from the June 23rd, 25th weekend. They don't bowl again until August 11th, 13th hmm. in Virginia. Then the following week, they're in Delaware. And then the following week, it ends in Coldwater, Ohio. I know there's some international, some more bowling tour events coming up in July. So that's, that's why some of the reason as well. But, uh, I mean, we've had some great hosts. Jonesboro was the first time with an X-Frame Tour event last year. They were phenomenal. Uh, South Plains Lanes in Lubbock, Texas. We, we've been there every year with the X-Frame Tour. Got a lot of bowlers from Texas, are, don't you? Yeah, there's a lot of bowlers in that southwest region, and, and, and they're phenomenal hosts as well. Looking forward to go to Billy Hardwick's All-Star Lanes in Memphis and uh, some other new proprietors as well. I haven't been to mm-hmm. haven't been to Chesapeake, Virginia before. We haven't been to Wilmington, North Carolina before with Extra Frame. Wilmington, North Carolina is beautiful from everything I've heard. Beautiful. When we called uh, the action in Carpentersville last yep. year, yep. that was an Extra Frame that was spor- the first, storm. That was, that was the first Extra Frame tour event last year that counted for points, correct? Because mm-hmm. EJ, EJ Tackett won that one. EJ won it, but it was just like EJ Tackett. I'm like, oh, my God, EJ Tackett. Oh, my God, Anthony Simonson. Oh, my – I mean – Big name pros turning out for this tournament, right? Oh, absolutely. And the I prize, was starstruck. Yeah, I mean the prize and the prize funds. Every one of those events is at least ten thousand for first. So if, you know, you look at the animal parents of the World Series of Bowling that paid ten thousand a piece. You're, you're looking at that for these weekend events, so it keeps the cost lowers for the cost lower for the pros. Mm-hmm. You get some regional guys in there who might you know get out there take a chance that they normally wouldn't have because they have a good full time job. 
and uh, you're going to get some quality competition. Every once in a while, we get a, one or two of those regional guys that sneak in there. We had Brian Traber last year in Carpentersville, yes. who's from here, yep. and he finished in the top 10. Mm-hmm. As a weekend regional guy who's a kid just out of college, got a good job, can't go bowl the tour. Hey, let's bowl against the best in the world, see how we do. Finishing like eighth or ninth place. See, now, again, I'm going to take a crack at this marketing thing again one more time for you. You know these are all coming up March through August, right? So, now, again, it all, you have to have the people to do this. But I, I just don't understand why you can't have ads or whatever sold for – the first place guy, mm-hmm. second, third, fourth, fifth of the stepladder with local sponsors in mm-hmm. those communities. And then when it's done, the guy literally just takes off his shirt, signs it, and you auction it off, give it away, however you want to do it. Make it for a charity in the community or whatever. All five of them. When it's all done, they take them off. Here you go. We're giving away our shirts with the, the local ads on whatever else. People can wear them around town. People can frame them and put them up. People can do with whatever they want with them. There just has to be a way. There has to be a way to make money from the local businesses in those towns when you roll into town. There has to be a way. I'll, I'll tell you what. You walk into Lubbock, you walk into South Plains Lanes, and there's banners everywhere over every single one of the 48 lanes of sponsorship that they sell. But the, is a bowling center making that or the PBA? Bowling center does that. Bowling center's doing that. There has to be a way for the PBA to make the money. I mean, good for the bowling mm-hmm. center because I'm sure it's not cheap to get the PBA to come in or however that all works. So I'm sure they have to make their money too. Yeah. I'm just looking at it from a PBA perspective. How can you make money for this tour when you roll into town? You're doing it f- mainly for to come in and kind of help brand your product in that market so people watch you on TV. That's the main reason you're doing it, right? For brand awareness. I get why you do it. Without a shadow of a doubt, that makes all the sense in the world, and you can't put a price on brand awareness in any market. So I understand that. I'm just looking at, of can I make a little extra money on the side here by doing something else besides this? That's all I'm saying. If Miller worked in the 70s, 60s and 70s, why wouldn't it work today? Is it because of the the youth? I don't know. You, you're and telling me drinking? why beer companies don't want to get on board with the PBA right. Tour? Tom Clark can answer that. Yeah, I can't. I, have no idea. I, I don't know what the reasoning has been why none of them – would want to get uh, on board. And it doesn't, it wouldn't even have to be that. It could be a microbrew. You know, it it could be- Or a casino. Right. We have Potawatomi right here. It could be any of those type deals. It could be a a microbrew in wherever, Tamarack, Florida, that wants to be the headline and the title sponsor for just that event coming Mm -hmm. in. And then you get all the promotion and all the advertising that goes along with it. Because I'm guessing- don't know this for sure. I'm guessing there's not a whole lot of advertising for these events when they come rolling into town as far as they're not spending money on TV, they're not spending money on radio advertising, all of that. They just pop up, show up, and hope the bowling alley promoted it enough, and maybe you got a couple newspaper articles rolling into town. Other than that, you don't get much. When they were here Mm -hmm. in town, I don't think they did really any advertising on TV or radio otherwise because it's, well, we don't have the money. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Then we got to figure out different ways of of how to, to kind of make this work. But again... That takes a lot of legwork, and you need people that are dedicated to, you know, knowing what Tamarack Florida is about and so forth, and then how to to get people in there. You have to have people on the ground there. I don't think just making a phone call necessarily works. I think face-to-face is the best way to sell anything. And like you said, unless you have somebody that knows the local area, I mean, Tamarack, it's in the middle of Miami, Fort Lauderdale. How many millions of you know people live there and how many thousands of businesses are there that 
And how many businesses do you think have a ton of money to spend and would be loved to be attached to something? All you have to do is find one guy that's a bowling fan, and he'll give you the money without not don't even care what the return is. I can be attached to you all. Do I get to meet Jason Belmonte? Sure, done. I mean, but now again, not every business leader is a bowling fan, and that's mm-hmm. what you're jumping at. Some guys you want bowling's out of sport, dude. Get out of here. I'm not. Gonna. Mm-hmm. So you have that too, no question. All right, we'll take a quick time out. Come back. We'll preview the Barbasol Players Championship coming up next. That's the late spare time bowling show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Got a tweet coming in here at 1057 The Fan from uh, James, uh, who listens all the time from Oklahoma City. And he says, Don't forget, at the same time the Extra Frame Summer Tour is happening, the PWBA Tour uh, is going on too. Thoughts on the PWBA Tour at this point, the Pro Women's Bowling Tour? We'll see what happens. This is the third year of the three-year support from the USBC and BPA, and it's solid. They're on CBS Sports Network once again this year. All the all the shows will have one live show about once a month, and they'll tape three other shows at the same time. Kind of PB, a World Series of Bowling-like, uh, to get a bunch of weeknight shows on CBS Sports Network. The bowlers are still turning out in droves. The prize money hasn't gotten any larger, but it's just like the PBA Tour. And it's just a matter of uh, <laughs> how, much, how much support uh, – they can get but there's still going. a lot of participation from women bowlers. Then you're saying there's still a lot of participation. Part of it is because it's such short format tournaments. It's you know get in Thursday, bowl Friday, Saturday. You're out Sunday. You can get back home, and, and if you have a full time job or something, you can still rearrange enough vacation. You can get out there and bowl eight, nine, even maybe all sixteen weeks of the women's tour. All right, coming up uh, today at noon on ESPN, it's uh, the Barbasol Players Championship, a live event. As it happens, you're going to see it as it happens. Hopefully nobody's late to this event like Chad Johnson. Uh, new uh, <laughs> start. Uh, your five seed is Connor Pickford, uh, and he beat out the sixth seed from TV, Andrew Anderson from Holly, Michigan. But then he beat out Pete Weber, more importantly, by six pins from getting on the TV show, Phil. Pete was the last guy to bowl in the center. Pete had a chance to go double and four in the tenth frame. Pete got the first one and just grabbed the second one bad. Went right through the nose, three six ten, and That was it. That was it. Connor made pick. Wow. made TV, and Pete didn't. It would have been better for Weber to be on TV than Pickford for ratings, but whatever. So mm-hmm. Pickford is uh, the five. Again, another nice, young, up-and-coming mm-hmm. bowler. A four guy I've never heard of. A.J. Chapman from Wichita, Kansas. Uh, what is this, his second tour event, did first, you say? First tour event. First as tour a event. Member. He made the top 24 at the U.S. Open last November in Las Vegas. The kid can play. The kid's solid. First tour event as a pro, a and major. he makes TV. A major. And he, he's a young guy, you said? Young guy, he's maybe twenty four, maybe. Oh, you had this team USA or junior team USA. You had this dude, the time. guys they already got. My God, this tour is going to be crazy. Well, I hope it would get to this point, but Anthony Simonson and Connor Pickford, former doubles champions, right. Mark Roth, Marshall Holman. I haven't even got. What to it would that be point. great why if they you, bowled against each other. Why are you ruining for me how I'm going? Did you not notice I went five, four? Did I get to anybody else yet? No. I'm just looking at the picture online. Five, <laughs> three uh, is Martin Larson uh, from Sweden. Now here's the best story of the tournament, though. Martin needs the win to be able to bowl the TOC in Shawnee next week. He has mm. no tour wins. He has no regional wins, so he can't even get into the TOC unless he wins today. He's not going to. (laughs) Uh, Number two uh, is Anthony Simonson, as uh, spoiler over here uh, told you already. Uh, Sorry. And and Simonson, I love the one-two matchup if we can get it because the one, a guy that we haven't seen all year really, is Jason Belmonte. Mm -hmm. Um, And, well, you saw him last week in the Terrell Owens thing. But Jason Belmonte now has bowled really well 
leading up to this thing, and we'll see if he can finish. All he needs is one win. Well, That's all he needs. You saw him in the PBA World Championship step ladder final two. He's one of those guys where you give him more games to bowl, he's going to figure it out and, and get things going. And if you look on the PBA YouTube page, you'll see a, a clip we did on uh, Friday morning of Belmonte in game eight and the amount of loft he was using to get the ball mm-hmm. out of oh, yeah. the lane. It I was bet. impressive. He is Phil Brilo, Dwight Albrecht from the Spare Time Pro Shop. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We'll be back one more time next week here on, on the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Up next, Hot Stove Weekly, some Brewers baseball talk. Adam McKelvey joins the show next.